On the 93rd episode of the Fantasy Lens Podcast, we talk about the first episode of Hard Knocks, we each give two sleepers we like going into the 2018 season, and discuss our tight ends and defensive ranks. Let's start the show! Welcome to Fantasy Lens. And before we even get started on anything, I just want to wish you all a happy Jeff Fisher Day, August 8th, 8-8. We no? need him back in the league. Do we really need him back in the league? How does a good coach like that have no job? Uh, a mediocre coach, no job. I guess that, you know what? Well, Hugh Jackson. I mean, there are teams that would die for 8-8 eight eight right now. So, you know, maybe we do need a Jeff Fisher back in the league. Uh, I mean, he is going to be uh, doing the color for... The Jets, the Jets Jaguars game in week four, I believe. Oh, wow. That's, that's gonna be that's must, that's gonna be must watch TV. I want to hear talk Wait, on TV. He's doing color commentary? Yeah. He that is, makes about as much sense as when Jay Cutler was gonna oh do it. Oh my god. Like, he has the personality of a fucking wet sponge. Like, have that you, guy I mean, is Have not, you seen oh. Jay Cutler on Very Cavalry? He, he kind of steals yeah. the show. Yeah, but his, that, but his personality is perfect for it, where he can be like, Super passive aggressive and ridiculous because it's reality TV and like his laissez faire attitude is such an off pace for reality mm. where everybody tries too hard and he's just watching deer cams. <laughs> um, but it wouldn't have worked as a color commentator. I'd still rather listen to him than Jeff Fisher. Oh yeah, for sure. That's, that's crazy. So, I mean, I just can't believe you're talking this bad about Jeff Fisher on one of his two days. Oh. And seven and nine day, yeah. Yeah, it sort of sucks. My, my daughter's birthday is Jeff, one of the Jeff Fisher days. Oh, shit. <laughs> you, you need to have another kid on, on, on eight, today. Eight and eight, yeah. You prepare him for a life of mediocrity. Well, we almost had our, our anniversary one day earlier. So we almost had, you know, birthday and anniversary on Jeff Fisher days. Trying to lock Are you them, like to lock a secret Jeff Fisher disciple? Apparently. <laughs> Figures. Got my Titans jersey with uh, Jeff Fisher, uh, you know, on the back and everything. His really baggy oh, God. pullovers. Yeah, Jeff Fisher. All right, I don't want to talk about Jeff Okay, Fisher. well, going to a different shitty coach. Hugh Jackson on Hard Knocks, surprisingly likable. I don't think it's surprising at all. The opposite is surprising because there's no way that he'd still have a job if he wasn't super likable. Like you understand why he still has his job after watching him. I mean, you, do you understand why, or do you like at least see the reasons why it's possible? Like, it's not. I mean, he shouldn't have his job. Like, he's a good sales. He's a very good PR guy. He's a good talker. He makes you. He makes you feel. Just from one episode of Hard Knocks, he makes you feel like he's got everything going in the right direction. Even though he's won one game in two years. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, everyone thought, you know, beginning of last year that maybe they had something going and they had absolutely nothing going. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's definitely a smooth talker, but I still don't, I don't think he should have the job right now. I, I can't believe two seasons, one win, and you still have a job. That's insane. That's insane. Well, this is it for him, right? You think like six wins is the bar, the bare minimum he has to reach maybe? Or do you think that he's done so little that he's set himself up where he could have a four-win season and spin it as progress? 
like just keep using that PR spin factory that he has going. I mean, like you said, he's so good at that. So maybe it is four wins that you know that propels him to another season as a coach. But uh, I don't know. It's I I'd have to see like serious progress. But apparently the the owners the owner of the Browns doesn't need that. So I'm um, you're right. Probably four wins and that's it. Awesome, awesome start to the show, by the way. Some great Travis Landry. Um, he's just rocketed off my draft board because I make <laughs> very, I, you know, I, I make very brash decisions based off hard knocks. I'll never draft uh, Corey Coleman again. Doesn't matter how good, if he ever becomes good in his career. Wrote him off after one episode of hard knocks. Um, a bunch of Travis Landry, Njoku. Not a big fan, saw him drop one pass in Hard Knocks, so he's out of pretty here. sure That's this enough. is going to suck. He's out. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, look, not much really to take away from that. But uh. I mean, Greg Williams and Tom, Todd Haley as the as the coordinator coordinators. Ugh. That's that's just a situation waiting waiting to be blown up. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. how do you have, how does Greg Williams still have a job? In. Now that's I think that's crazier than Hugh Jackson because he's went through a scan like it's hard to go through a scandal suck and still be going. People still think he has you know that defensive you know the chops to, to have a good defense and uh, yeah I don't I don't see it I don't know what people are seeing I don't know I don't know what they're looking at but is it, was it like from ten years ago maybe but like he should not be a he should not be in this league right now. I think that entire Saints coaching staff has just been booted from the league forever. The whole, the whole coaching staff. Yep. Yeah, especially that Sean Payton. No good neck. He's terrible. Yeah, he's awful. Um, just listening to his voice is enough to get me riled up against Greg Williams. Also, his face. It's so. Oh God, he obviously yells every second of his life because he never has a voice. And I don't know if he's still... He definitely smokes like a pack a day, too. Or two packs a day. And he's an ill-proportioned body type person, which looks weird to me. Well, that's like a football... That's a football coach body right there. That's true. That's a football coach body. It's just weird. I don't like it. (laughs) I don't like it. You don't want your football coach being too skinny. Uh, I don't know. I'm not not too bad. Sean Payton's not a bad, you know, build. Neither is... um, He's got like a dad body. I mean, Sean McVay, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I was going to say Sean McVay's not bad, but he's young. So, but... I don't know. Like, it's just a, it's weird. It's weird. Looking. I guess Pete Carroll's pretty skinny. He's like 70 somehow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's, he's up there and he's still skinny. So not everyone has the, uh, when I first learned that he was like the second oldest coach in the NFL, that blew my mind. He's been coaching forever. Too. Yeah. So, but, um, all right. Anything else from your hard knocks that you guys like talking about? I know this is more of a Brian and John thing. <laughs> no, that that's bad. I just want to give my um, week one overreactions, uh, which there'll be more of them. There's more weeks coming. There'll be more overreactions. Uh, my stock watch, Jarvis Landry way up, Greg Williams right, way down. <laughs> yeah. For all those uh, leagues that you draft defensive coordinators. Also, yeah. uh, I mean, I th- yeah, I think that's potentially a good season. Um, I was a little disappointed with the van- the RV that they showed the RV right away, too. I thought that was going to be like more of a mystery, but uh, whatever. So, all right, prediction. So you're talking about brash predictions yeah. and like uh, no, choices. What do you predict the Browns this year from one episode? 
Oh, um, oh, one episode prediction. Uh, they get seven. You know, Tyrod um, has starts it off with a five and two record, loses the next three. Mayfield comes in last six games of the season, goes uh, you know eight wins. Mayfield goes three and two. So Tyrod starts off five and two, loses the next three. Mayfield comes in three and two. That's not bad. Boom. I guess I could see it eight and eight. That's 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 around there. I would say like yeah, seven and nine, eight and eight. That's probably uh, that that sounds about right. Yeah, and let's not forget the AFC is weak. Very weak, very weak, and they have definitely done made steps to make themselves better. Yeah, I think Baltimore is being very overrated. I mean, their defense looked great last year. Probably just going to get better. I trust Harbaugh on defense. But gonna be, I don't know. All these um, Joe Flacco's having the best camp of his life. Oh, shit, get oh, out! I of mean, here. sorry, that's already happened. Get out of here. That's a, that's already happened. Training, training, what do you mean? training camp talk is just—it's such bullshit. It's it's every, obviously everyone's talking up everyone else, like on your team. Like, oh yeah, obviously you're gonna say Flacco's having the greatest training camp of his life. But like, come on, like we know he's not. Like, he's done. John was talking about like what who with Darnold and who who was like getting all good connections with each other. Well, uh, uh, probably rookie of the year, Chris Herndon. Yeah. See, like, he's already saying like, oh, they're having a great camp together. Yeah, because fucking they're playing against themselves. Like, well, that no real. Wait till at least preseason to see a little bit about them. Okay. Come on. I'll wait until Friday and then I'll overreact. Yeah, they're already overreacting. So, yeah, the camp stuff is really dick. I like how they based the Joe Flacco's having the best camp of his life based on the fact that this was the first time in his career he did like a um, before camp get together with his wide receivers. Like Joe Flacco just didn't give a fuck every other year. I was going to say, shouldn't, they, shouldn't they be doing that every year? <laughs> yeah, I guess he just didn't give a fuck until they drafted his replacement and he was like, oh, okay. Well, he was elite Probably before, so he didn't have to worry about when he was being an elite quarterback. Well, that's like Ben Roethlisberger saying he wants to play three to five more years after they drafted uh, Mason Rudolph. Yeah. <laughs> when he was when he talks about retirement every other week. Yeah, last year he's like, oh, they like, barely can fucking play football. Fucking ridiculous. And like this offseason he cut out sugar and everything and... He's got to be a dick, right, Ben Roethlisberger? Oh, yeah, oh absolutely. absolutely. I can't see him not being a dick. Oh, he's like, he he probably he's, he looks like he's very smug too, like like just fucking talks down to people. I, I just fuck. Uh, he doesn't look like a person. I want. Him and Joe Flacco probably fucking hang out. He looks like somebody who petitioned his HOA to um, put a blue line down his street. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. that's my description. <laughs> I mean, yeah, okay. So on that note, <laughs> do you want to go to uh, just quickly go to some sleepers that will have an article out very soon as well too, with more in depth information, hopefully. Sleepers. Uh, okay, I don't know what that is. Uh, all right, I'll go first with I guess not a. Not like a surprising sleeper, I guess, but a guy that's getting overlooked because he's in a bad offense. But uh, Michael Crabtree, the Ravens have lost like all their receivers, basically. Buck Allen is their uh, their returning receiving leader in yards and catches and everything. And Joe Flacco's gonna have to throw to someone, and 
Michael Crabtree can actually go up and get it, which Joe Flacco loves to throw high. So I'm giving Michael Crabtree as a he's gonna go pretty like I don't know, probably like twelfth round, I bet. Like eleventh round. And I think he'll he'll be a solid number three for like the if he's healthy the entire season. Oh, definitely I could see him as a three. I mean we just bashed the shit out of Joe Flacco, but um yeah, no, I can still see Crabtree as a three. I mean, I don't know how I feel about him being like the ultimate number one on that team though. I mean who else is yeah. there? No, but he's Are I don't, I don't sure think he's the a number team one. even supports one good wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, Joe Flacco's having the camp of his life, though. Oh, God. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Can't forget, can't forget about that. But I just, I don't, I don't know. I mean, look. Well, he drafts, he's getting drafted late, so it's not like it's a wasted pick because he does have the potential. We've seen it with the Raiders, but I just don't trust the offense. You know, like, the only person on that offense I trust at all is Alex Collins, but... Again, you have him in a sleeper, and that's that's the point. I'm I'm sleeping on him, so there you go. That's that's the whole point of this fucking segment, I guess, right? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, it's not like a flashy pick. It's not like any of like the rookies or like some no, like no. random undrafted free agent or whatever. But Crabtree was never flashy, so mm-hmm. he was not even when he was flashing that chain that he was just flashing uh, out there and made a keep to leap snatch it, <laughs> just asking for it. That was just stupid, not flashy. But anyway, uh, Brian, you want to do one of your uh, sleepers? Yeah, I'm ready to go, or you want want to wait? Want me sure. To um, you know, I could do one. I feel bad doing this one because kind of a peek behind the curtain of uh, what we're getting at later. But uh, one of mine is a uh, George Kittle. Um, currently has a ADP of 112. So pretty high up there um, compared to somebody, a middle of the pack tight end like uh, Delaney Walker has a 78 ADP. So that's just like a bit – that's a few round difference where you could wait and get him. I value him a lot higher. Um, you know, Garoppolo, little Brady clone, just the school of – Finding an athletic tight end and loving him. I'm not going to say he's Gronk because nobody like has, like nobody's the specimen that Gronk is. But, you know, Garoppolo and Shanahan is a good combination to make, uh, athletic tight end have a good, uh, career. And last year he was all banged up. He was injured, but he still put together some good games when he was out there. Second year now. Uh, obviously coming in the season healthy. I like him to uh, finish in the tight end seven or higher mark. That's actually not bad. I mean, it's def. I mean, with the lack of, you know, there are a few tight ends that are the big names that you obviously we all know, but besides them, it's sort of like, you know, ugh. it's a boneyard. Yeah, so there is someone like Kittle who showed a lot of promise near the end of the season to, you know, possibly be that guy on the, on, like I said, on a decent off, on what looks like could be a really decent offense. Also, I, I don't know why, I just can't trust Delaney Walker. He's old. He's what, 38 now? Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely, he, up he's there. up there. I don't know. I mean, he's still had a fine year last year, but last, Last year was the last year he's he was drafted 
as a top guy because you know in your mind you have those tight ends where you're like i'll spring for them in the fifth or sixth round if they're there like he's not that tight end anymore no, there's no, usually four not. there's usually like as at most five of them every year and he has always been one of them and i think last year was the last year that he'll be thought of that way yeah i agree i mean at this point i think there's what are there four are there are there even four that you would spring for that at early? I mean, I guess we'll get to that. So Earlier? Yeah, there are. I mean, yeah, we could get to it, but there are for me. I'm not saying, like, first or second round. No. Look, no. you're not going – third round is the earliest unless you're getting Gronk. But Gronk and Kelsey are the earliest. But I'm talking, like, first six – I think first six or seven rounds, I think there's a good five. Interesting. I have to look at my uh... – my my lineup uh, my uh, rankings again to see if I uh, feel the same way, but I guess we'll get to that when we get there. So um, I'll do my first. Mm-hmm. I have uh, Alan Hearns, who is close to being undrafted based on uh, ADP. I mean, that's pretty crazy. It's you know, I mean, there are a lot of receivers out there, and Hearns is a name that maybe three years ago would have been you know. Interesting because he was coming off a thousand yard season, but um, he's had some injury, injury problems. Played like what ten games this year, these eleven before that, so missed a lot. But in the first two seasons before those injuries, had two hundred one targets, sixteen touchdowns, and one thousand yard uh, receiving uh, yard season in his first two seasons, which is crazy. So now on the Cowboys, no Des Bryant gets Dak, who's much more accurate than Blake Bortles, and based he is no based on percentages he is. Um, and in his first two seasons, Dak has thrown nine hundred forty nine passes for almost seven thousand yards and forty five touchdowns. So now with his with Zeke playing sixteen games if healthy, no bullshit, no court bullshit, whatever is going on, that should open the field for someone like Hearns who I think could definitely be your number, like, three wide receiver, and maybe even vault up to, like, a low-end number two if that offense really clicks. But I have him for, like, 75 receptions, a little over 1,000 yards, and maybe seven touchdowns. So I really like Hearns. I, I liked him, uh, you know, two, three years ago, but just the injuries just kept uh, mounting. So I don't know. But hopefully the injuries stay away. Um. I was my other one, I guess another, just my second of the two that we'll do for this. Uh, Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton, there we go. Um, yeah, really excited for that one. Well, yeah. Uh, rejuvenated offense with, uh, Case Keenum there. They also have, look like they have a decent running back in, uh, Royce the 5'9. Um, even though they keep saying Devonta Booker is gonna be the starting back, which I, I just, I don't get. I don't get. But, this guy's like 6'4", like 220. He, um, they don't, the, the Broncos don't have a tight end to really throw to. They have Jake Butt and some other guy that didn't, that, uh, that's right, Jake Butt. That that's didn't right. really do anything last year. Case Keenum loves his tight ends. He was a Kyle Rudolph targeting machine, like over 80 targets, had a bunch of red zone targets. I was like, Top 10 in red zone touchdowns, too. So I think this guy doesn't have explosive speed. He's not going to blow you away. But he will be a very steady rookie presence on that team. And he might get lost in the fact, you know, with 
Sanders and Thomas on the outsides. He, he'll navigate through the middle. Interesting. All right. I mean, I don't really know too much about him, obviously. I mean, I mean the... You just gotta, you just gotta go through all like the, the team beat reporters and just see who's really going out and just read up on them. It's, it's not that hard. I, I understand that. I did not do that yet. So I will look them up now as much more, but, um, that's, but that's definition of a, that's a real definition of a sleeper right there. I mean, it's a second round pick, so. Yeah, but I'm saying like, how many rookies have we really been ranking? Uh, no, I mean, not that many. I mean, I probably put like DJ Moore's like, his like he is less of a sleeper because I feel like more people know about him. That's what I'm saying. Like there really aren't that many rookie besides running backs, like wide receivers, quarterbacks, like even tight ends. Like we really haven't ranked them in like the top, you know, whatever. Like in our in our, our rankings because it's just just not there. So like that's a good. I like it. That's that's a good sleeper. Thank you, Brad. You want to give me another one? All right, I will go with um. This one was a little harder because I've been high on Aaron Jones for a while, but everything coming out is that for some reason the coaching staff likes Williams. Um, I still think Aaron Jones is a good sleeper to have. Um, I, I like him over Williams because one of those guys is going to have a good season and they're both going incredibly low. Um, 82 ADP for Williams and 90 for Aaron Jones. Uh, that's, not even far off from Kittle. So, uh, you're, it, it's good. It's a good pet, bet to pick one of them as like an RB4 stash. And Aaron Jones at a 5.5, uh, average last year compared to Williams is very, uh, poultry. Paltry, sorry, not poultry. It's 3.63. Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, wait, no, yeah, wrong bird. Wrong bird. Sorry. <laughs> it was um, but it was a weird. It was a weird year last year, uh, where Aaron Jones came out few hundred yard games, and then for some reason, just ceded all the carries to Williams. Um, but you know, if those first two games start off and Williams doesn't do much. And for so, and they let Aaron Jones play, then I think you might be able to get yourself a good flex running back very late in the draft. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, what, he's only missing two games, right? Only, only missing two games, and I'm, I'm banking on the fact that Williams just does not look good. And that's, and you know, and that's very possible. I mean, as you said, the average yards per carry for Williams were, was not there, and Aaron Jones did a lot. With what he had, so maybe it's a thing. Maybe it's a um, a blocking issue that could be the reason why. But uh, it most certainly, probably is a blocking and passing game issue. But I don't. But that's that's time on area. So yeah, yeah, that's true. And I um no, I, I agree. It's it's uh what did you say eighty and ninety ADP for Aaron Jones? Yeah, that's yeah, that's. That's if you get him there, I mean that's great. Like yeah, you're what, looking what a, after the eighth stash. round. What a stash that could be. So oh, I like it. I do like it. I don't know, John. Any um, words? Nope. No words from John. Man of man of no words. All <laughs> right, my second uh, sleeper is probably the least sleeper e ish person, uh, Duke Johnson. 
Um, I've been on Duke Johnson train since it fucking left the station a few years ago. I mean, we've all been on Duke Johnson train. Everybody loves Duke Johnson. Uh, the man is very versatile. And averaging over 62 receptions in his first three seasons as a running back in the NFL on a really shitty team. Um, you know, obviously one win in the past two seasons. Um, he had over 70-something receptions last year, mm-hmm. which is great. Um, yeah, people say maybe Carlos Hyde and uh, Nick what, Nick Chubb, that's his name, right? Yes. Um, you know, that makes the backfield a bit crowded, but neither of those guys I don't think have the the, the set that Duke Johnson has with his uh, receiving abilities, which makes him different than those two guys and makes him more valuable. So he, I think they'll be, he'll be on the field more because the offense will be on the field more because they'll be moving the ball better than they did last year with the shit stains uh, that were under center last year. So I see him continue to, you know, getting closer and closer to those 100 targets, uh, you know, each year and 10 total touchdowns with 1,100 total yards on the season, making him very close to, a, you know, RB2, you know, creeping up there. You know, I like it. I don't know. I I really fucking like him. I don't know. I mean, I love Duke Johnson as much as the next guy, but Carlos Hyde is not a bad receiver himself either. Like he he did he did a lot of pass catching for the Niners too. On again, not a good offense no. until until the last three games. He's not. A, he's not Duke and even Johnson. then, Jimmy jo- Jimmy G only threw like eight touchdowns in six games or whatever. So it's not like Carlos Hyde had this like just race car offense that was just moving the ball down the field like. He was a bunch. Of, he was a bunch of the offense, and he did everything too. And like you don't, that what did they do? Did they trade up for um, Chubb, or did they trade? I forget what they did, but whatever. But they drafted uh, no, a I high think they run. They just drafted him. Oh, one high. of their thirty picks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, yeah. So like they drafted him high. Like you're not just gonna push that guy to the to the background. No, but he could be. You know, I think Carlos Hyde's gonna be pushed to the background. Or what, I you're think, just going to sign this think, guy to a big contract for a running back that's approaching 28, 29? Like, that doesn't make any sense either. I, I well, mean, it's not it's, that big of a contract, but it, it wasn't. It was sizable. Okay, contract. Let's also remember they're the Browns. They don't it necessarily make the best decisions contract. in the world. So, you know, they don't own any, they don't have any of their first round picks in the past like four years. None of them are on the team anymore. Oh my God. That list was, I think, I think Field the Eights uh, tweeted it. It's, it's ridiculous. And it was like, Traded, cut, so let's, cut, so let's traded, not, cut. So let's not say they cut. made the best decisions. Um, the best decision is to continue to have Duke Johnson on his team, so you have that that fucking pass catching threat. They've also they've also been saying that he's been playing in the slot a lot. That's fun to say too. Um, that's that's awesome. I, I like that a lot. Actually, that's great. Well, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, a probably. Opens up the offense a lot more. Really good for his skill set, and also with the loss of Coleman and Callaway now, they, I mean, are they going to put Landry on one side of the slot and and um, Duke on the other side? It could be a very dangerous offense. Could also be a very not downfield offense until Josh Gordon comes back. Yeah, probably, but that I think that bodes well for Duke Johnson. You know, he may not. You know, it is going to be very clogged. Let's just say he has much more competition than uh, Isaiah Crowell. Of last year. Oh, for sure. Oh, absolutely. I'm not as bullish on Duke this year as you are. Same. I, um, I don't care. I think he falls back a little from what he did last year. I think you fall back a little. <laughs> I I take my man Rex Burkett over him. 
100%. I, I really just want drafts to happen real soon because, I mean, not that I'm going to get it in EuroLeague, Brian, or EuroLeague, Anthony, but Rex Burkhead is just the talk of everyone. And, like, he's, I feel like he's going to go so much earlier now than if drafts happened, like, two weeks ago. Yeah, that's what's up. Who's he the talk of? Rex Burkhead? Just all of Twitter. The Twitterverse is just exploding with Rex Burkhead. Yeah, uh, I'm not a big Twitterverse guy, I guess. All, all the Burkheads are coming out, man. <laughs> all the Burkheads are exploding. Oh, no, that's I, not good. I love saying that. I don't know why. I just call them people Burkheads. It's, it's, yeah, I'm a big fan of Burkhead <laughs> this year. Yeah. I, I like him more than Dookie J. Um, but I like both of them as a um, first man off the bench type guy. Yeah, that's exactly where they should be going. Right. But you start. said to start RB two no, and the, moving up. I, I, so you were kind of hinting at an RB one status. Yeah. Duke, so Duke was, Johnson number Duke Johnson number one overall. First round draft pick Duke Johnson. Like I am, I just love Duke Johnson. I'm sorry. Like everyone has their guy they fucking love, and I just love Duke Johnson. Sorry. Actually, I'm not. Sorry. I went with D tracks only for this sleeper thing. I'll think a little better next time. Well, Anthony went with uh, the karaoke songs. I went with like the like the minor hits. And Brian, what what do you got for uh, for your second and final deep Wait, track? The karaoke songs. Yeah, it's just like I the... already did my two. Yeah, Kittle and uh, Jones. Oh uh, yeah. Wait, I don't know. Yeah, Although I, don't know I was so squeamish on Jones that it was a deep track. Yeah, you were like you. Yeah, you weren't really even like that big on him the way you were talking about. Him. You were sort of like doubting yourself a little bit. I was just big on him. For his ADP. I like him for where he's going. Uh, yeah, I get that. I get that. Good value. Because I'm trying... Oh, man. I wish I kept... I think I still have this ADP up. I'm trying to... Let's see, like, a few people ahead of him that... that that's why I like Hearn so much, because his ADP is so low. Like, you can get him, again, like, 12, 13, 14 rounds, possibly, because, you know, they're... Couple of leagues that I went, that I, that I mock drafts, that I did. Of course, mock drafts are never, you know, the be all end all because a lot of people fucking leave. Except the fantasy ones mock draft. But, yeah, that's the best mock draft you should be listening to, uh, next week. Um, but Hearns was going undrafted in some leagues. Like, I can't let that happen anymore. He will be on my team if it gets that late. Can't let it happen. Can't let it happen. All right. Right. Should we go on to our rankings? Oh, yeah. All right. So this week we're doing tight end and defenses. Very gritty rankings this week. T's and D's. T's and D's. Sorry. Give them what they want. <laughs> yeah, it's all about the T's and D's. Uh, just very gritty, uh, hardworking guys in, in this ranking. Um, let's just do 1 through 10 and 11 through 20 for tight ends. Because, That's fine. That's fine. And then we're just doing 1 through 12 for defenses. Cause, oh, yeah. Let me cut out my yellow. I, I, you know what? I'm glad you guys said that because I was having a, a hard time. Just Yeah, yeah. You're, you, you're, <laughs> you're ranking for people that do two defenses. Two defenses. <laughs> there, are a lot, there, are a lot, there are a lot of teams out there when you draft with, they fucking they draft two or three defenses because they're fucking dumb. Like, uh, well, yeah. All right. Uh, one. <laughs> they are. Yeah, I mean, that, that's... Can't argue that. Uh, one Gronk, well, obviously. Uh, yeah. <laughs> one, obviously Gronk. Two, Travis Kelsey. Three, Greg Olsen. Uh, I feel like a lot of people are going to be. Wait a minute. Uh, John's messing up. John's new. There it is. John got a new app, finally. Got... Wait, how many can I like it, John. How I many... had, I was 
struggling back and forth with Olsen and Ertz because people do forget that he had three straight thousand yards. Yeah. And like, it's not like he's always hurt like some other tight ends. It's, he got a, he broke his foot. It was, it's just a one time, one time thing. Can you, um, guess the last time he missed a game before 2017? Uh, 2013? 14. 2007. Oh, shit. So maybe it's an every 10 year thing. Okay. So 2027, don't draft him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Definitely stay away. When he is, uh, 43. Wow. Wow. Wait. Wow. He's only 33? Yeah, still fairly young. Wow. It doesn't, for, it, for a tight end. It, age. it feels like he's older though, right? Yes. Because he's well, bigger. I mean, he's part of the seventh, seventh floor crew with G-Reg with the third leg. I know, but it just, it just feels like he's older just cause I don't know. It just, it just seems like he's been, you know, cause he was with the, you know, when he was with the Bears. Like, it, yeah, it, those it, feel like a long time it ago. It seems like so long ago that he was with the Bears. Yeah. It's crazy. Wow. And he almost retired. Yep. All right, uh, four is Zach Ertz. Five, surprise, it's Evan Ingram. Uh, six, I, I was really kind of, uh, apprehensive about this pick because it's just because it's the Aaron Rodgers and tight end, good tight end combo seems so good. And you're just like, fuck, like, I, like, I, like, I, they just have to do well. But except for. When's the last time a like, tight end has been good? Exactly. On... Exactly. Well, why'd you just say it's so good? No, 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 no. I'm saying, like, you think it should be, like, you think, like, oh, oh think it should it be. be, it should be so good. Like, yeah, it's like, just, like, like it makes sense. There and, like, like, people, like, cook oh, and people always, what was that guy who got, oh, man, like, like, eight years ago? Jermaine Gresham. No, Jermaine Gresham, no. <laughs> there was a guy who was, like, oh, I can't, I wish I knew his name. He ended up getting, like, Paul Molitor? Yes, Paul Molitor, the fucking first baseman for the fucking Brewers. First baseman, DH, yeah. Um, alright, uh, so six, Jimmy Graham, seven. I, I probably should switch Jimmy Graham and Kyle Rudolph because Kyle Rudolph's going to go off. There was a really good tweet, if I could just find it quick. Uh, just talk amongst yourselves about yeah, something. Yeah, no, I, I... All right, while he finds the, t- the tweet, let's remember a uh, good tight end. Uh, Algie Crumpler. Algie, oh, man, Algernon Crumpler, they used to call What about him. that guy? Oh, man, he was good for, like, what, like two, three years in the Falcons? And then that was yeah, basically it. Yeah, Vic's first two years, he was good. Algie Crumpler. Wow. I remember, um, one of the first Saints tight ends, I, I remember when I, I first started playing fantasy football that I, I had to draft because he was a fucking Saints tight end was Cam Cleland. I don't know if you remember that fucking shit stain. No, oh, I don't. He was so big. Oh, he was drafted really high. Everyone had fucking high hopes for him and he was just complete garbage. So, Cameron Cleland, I believe it's. I know I have a shocky jersey. That's something we both share. Yeah, I do not have a shocky jersey. Well, just him being on our him, team. And he, he did win a Super Bowl with the Saints and the Giants. Although he did play in the Saints' same Super Bowl, did not play in the Giants' Super Bowl. Well, I love okay. the shocky. All right. <laughs> All right, so uh, in 2016, all right, this is not as relevant as I thought, but 2016, Kyle Rudolph was a tight end three when he got 132 targets. He got like 82 targets last year. Um, let's see. Kirk Cousins has 136 targets to tight ends in 2015, 152 to tight ends in 2016, and 126 targets to tight ends in 2017. That's 36, 37, 36. Uh, I mean, that's a pretty good stack if you could get it. Yeah. Also, you know, Rudolph gets consistent tight, uh, red zone targets and touchdowns. Obviously, Cousins not probably not going to have that high percentage because he has Diggs and Thielen. 
But you know Rudolph's going to be consistently up there. Not to mention that Rudolph is a uh, sound route runner. And again, like you said, really good hand and fantastic in the red zone. So, yeah, you're probably right. I, I mean, I'm, I'll get to my, my ranking soon. But yeah, I think Rudolph should be maybe higher. Okay. Uh, eight, Jordan Reed. Hopefully he's healthy. Nine, Delaney Walker. Not happy about that, though. I, I, I probably should just drop him. And ten, Trey Burton. Oh, high on Trey Burton. Yeah, why not? All right. B-Dog. Everyone's high on Trey Burton. Okay, um, one, Gronk, two, Kelsey, Avi Avi, um, I did go back and forth with Ertz and Olsen, and Ingram, actually. Me too. Um, I could not decide where to put all three of them. I, I wound up going Ertz three, Olsen four, Ingram five. Um, you know how we were talking about the people that you would draft in the first six rounds as tight ends? That's it. Those are yeah. my five. Yeah, that's true. Every, everybody else I'm waiting till like nine, ten, eleven rounds. I'm not going very high. Um, John, you said you wanted to drop Delaney, but I'm still keeping him, keeping him number six. Wow. Okay. I mean, look, 38 years old or whatever. No, 33. Wow. I thought he was older than he was. He's only 33 as well. He, he just, um, he looks old or he sounds old. I don't know why I thought he was so old. But, uh, um, he's been doing it for so long, just the way like fucking Olsen's been doing it. I know. He's been since 2006, Olsen 2007. But look, I mean, he didn't have a good touchdown year last year, but he's always, last four years, he's over, over 800 yards. I just like that consistency, you know, tight end. Um, then I'm going Rudolph, then Graham, same thing as you. Just show me the Aaron Rodgers tight end combo that's worked i think graham kind of lost his hands weirdly him and cooper kind of got space jammed and lost their hands oh for uh, sure like he he was so bad with R- russell wilson like i don't like and you can say like wilson and rogers are similar types of qbs where like they scramble a lot like maybe um graham does better with like pocket passers like drew Brees, but i don't know it could be yeah it, i mean it very well could be you would think that a very athletic guy, though, would be better with a scrambling tight end because he could, like, extend his routes, but I don't know. I yeah, don't especially know if you have, like, linebackers not. covering you and shit like that. All I know is he barely broke 500 yards last year, and if it wasn't for his 10 touchdowns, he would have been way down the tight end list. 100%. Um, I'm surprised he didn't want to go back to the Saints and he chose the Packers. Or the Yeah. Packers. But I mean, it's not like we're disrespecting him. That's I still have him as a. I still have him as eight. So then I got Jordan Reed nine. Just, I mean, yeah, Walker seven, Rudolph eight, Graham. I mean, Walker six, Rudolph seven, Graham eight, Jordan Reed nine. Just uh, off the pure chance that he's healthy. Yeah, I would draft him and then draft some other shitty guy. To have as a backup. Then I have Kittle coming in at 10th. Um, I, that's uh, every, Burton right behind him. Burton's getting all the hype, all the hype, but, um, I, I just think Kittle is in a offense that's more sustainable. I still don't know what the Bears are. We, Burton could just be this hype machine and the Bears could just come out and suck. Um, that's very possible. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have Doyle. 
How, wait, how many are you doing? We're only doing 10, bro. Doing 10. Oh, oh sorry, sorry. That's... Guys, going through his whole list. Yeah. I was going through my whole oh, list. Also, just one question. Who do you, I mean, who has the higher upside if they're both healthy? Jimmy Graham or Jordan Reed? Reed. Reed. Reed, 100%? I, 100%. 100%. Is it just because, like, he's been, like, when he is healthy, he's he consistently produces? Yeah, when he's healthy, he he's a Gronk rival, but he never is healthy. Like, He's a wide receiver one too when he's healthy. I was gonna say yeah, he, and, and what Jordan Reed is like a, a more of a hybrid. Like Jimmy Graham's great, like when he was when he was great. But Jordan Reed is a wide receiver with a tight end tag more so I think than Jimmy Graham was. I think he was. He's more. Uh, yeah, no, that's yeah. He's more. That's fine. He's more athletic. Um, but anyway, uh, let me run through my ten. Uh, I got, well, just in case I confuse the reader. Kittle's my 10th, and that's where I stopped. That's where he stopped. Sorry to say other people. <laughs> to all the people reading this podcast. I mean, listening. listening. <laughs> I, I'm a writer, man. I all can't. All the readers <laughs> out there. Um, I got Gronk 1, obviously. Mm. Kelsey 2, obviously. Then here we, we switched around to 3, 4, 5. I had Ertz, Ingram, then Olsen. Um, I think maybe because I thought Olsen was, again, like older than he was. and But, I mean, again, I think all three of those could switch. They could be a top three. Um, six Jimmy Graham, seven Kyle Rudolph. Although I think I'm agreeing with maybe putting Rudolph. I think after we're done with this, I, I think I'm going to put Rudolph six, Jimmy Graham seven, back one. Uh, Delaney Walker eight, Jordan Reed nine. Although Jordan Reed has the ability we just talked about to be a two three, and I got Jack Doyle ten. I think with luck, now throwing football, John. Um, I think Jack Doyle can be a uh, you know. You know, obviously a number one tight end for uh for you in this year. So there you go. Wait, who are the who's the other quarter uh tight end that the that the Colts signed? Uh, oh, Eric Ebron. Ebron. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh, Jack Doyle. Okay. Nineteen twenties brawler Jack Doyle. Yes. <laughs> so. Alright. Uh my eleven to twenty Jack Doyle from yeah. mentioned. Twelve, George Kittle, thirteen, Tyler Eifert. Uh I mean he he's been banged up this uh this preseason this career this, yeah his, his this, career. this uh career so i mean probably could drop a little bit lower but gotta respect the, the talent a little bit is but. there a better red zone like tight end than him like he catches yeah. everything that's thrown to him in the tight end. Oh, yeah, so almost he, all he does though that's basically all he does but yeah. i mean shit it's it's pretty good uh pretty good skill to have to be a, a you know red zone monster but mm. Yeah, that, that's why he drops, you know, injury and the fact that he's only red zone. Okay, uh, 14, David Njoku, although I did this before I watched Hard Knocks, so might, might, <laughs> nah, I'm joking, but, uh, 15, OJ Howard, even with, uh, Jameis Winston being suspended. I think, I think him and Ryan Fitzpatrick actually had better connection than you're probably right, Fitzpatrick you're, and, uh, you're right. Brate, right? Yes, you are. No, you're you are, very you right. Um, Howard went off, like, for two games. When he had Fitzpatrick, for some reason, Winston and Brate just really mesh well. They really do. They really do. And Fitzpatrick hates Brate with a fiery passion. So, well, maybe jealous Howard, of his beard. Howard's probably better. Probably, oh, probably. Uh, all right, sixteen. I have Ricky Seals Jones, uh, breakout star from a couple games of last season. Uh, gonna either be with Sam Bradford, one of the most accurate quarterbacks of all time. Or a rookie quarterback. Uh, I mean, I just, that's always a good combo to do. We love our rookies and tight ends. 
I love my rookies and I don't know. Uh, yeah, for Those sure. Safety blankets, man. Safety blanket. Listen, you said you hate cliches, but safety blanket is such a good cliche. You had to roll with it. Absolutely. All right. Uh, 17, Charles Clay, because, uh, when Josh Allen throws a ball, it's going to be such a short distance. He can't miss him. 18, Vance McDonald. And then from 19 and 20, I have, uh, also 18, just because Steelers love their tight ends. 19 and 20, I have two rookies. 19, Mike Gazicki. Uh, I was really, really worried that the Patriots were going to pick him. I was dreading the fact that they were going to pick Mike Gazicki. At least he, he went to the Dolphins. At least he didn't go to the Patriots. Uh, like, super athletic, like, catches everything. Penn State's been just producing ballers recently. So, put him up on my list. And then also 20, going with another Raven on this podcast, Hayden Hurst. Uh, very athletic, great hands. Like, I mean, it's, it's Joe Flacco throwing to him, so who knows, but Maybe I just, like, there, it's such a death of it's such a dearth of talent at this stage. I, I would, like, I almost put a pity Jets tight end on there. Just of course you cause. did. Of course you did. So. Yeah. I mean, th- these two guys are just very potential, potential, uh, picks, not. I'll just, I'll tell you, if you don't get, like, one of the top guys, you're just fucking. You're throwing darts, you're, you're do- working the waiver wire for yeah, these guys. Yeah, you're, you're basically just each, unless you, like, get, unless you luck out one of these guys, like, end up hitting. Like, you're basically every week, you're just playing the match. You're playing the match. I think what I might do is I might just wait for Jordan Reed to drop until, like, the ninth round or whatever. Or, like, eighth round. Pick him, see if he stays healthy. If not, then just fucking just cycle through, guys. Yeah. Not bad. Uh, Not bad plan. I've really warmed up to getting one of these top tight ends. Last year I had, uh, in my two leagues, I had Gronk uh, in one, and it was just nice. I mean, besides... The one or two weeks he was injured, and then I had Ingram, and it was just not, it's just nice to not have to worry about your tight end. I spent so many years of just waiver wire, matchups, trades, and getting nothing from my tight end position. I, I, I sort of like that. <laughs> I sort of like scrambling each week to figure out which piece of shit tight end is going to get me seven points. Maybe. But. <laughs> Alright, Brian, let's do, uh, let's do your second ten. My second 10. All right. I'm doing Burton 11 and Doyle 12 only because I think Burton will have a bigger role in the offense with Ebron and Doyle. Uh, although I like Doyle more as a player. Um, Clay 13 as purely just a consistency. They not consistently good, but consistently consistent where he'll probably have like three catches. He'll, he'll, he'll put game. on his pads every week. <laughs> he play, yeah, yeah. He plays he'll have some catches every week. He's because a lot of these guys past thirteen or might just give you goose eggs. Uh, um, I think Clay is a guy who could get you uh, seven points. Right. So take that for what it's worth. <laughs> um, then I have Eifert. Uh, we talked about it. Don't like putting him anywhere near this list, but. Again, there's just a bunch of crap we're throwing at the wall. Oh, I skipped two people. Sorry. Wow. Burton 11, Doyle 12, Howard and Brait 13 and 14. I put them out just because I want, because they're on the same team. I just stacked them back to back because I don't know what to do with them because they're on the same team. Um, Clay 15, Eifert 16, Najoku 17, 
this was before the Hard Knocks episode as well, John. Okay. Duly noted. Uh, now I'm going to one-up you. Uh-oh. I have the two rookies, Kazeki and Hertz, 18 and 19. Oh, fuck. Yeah, so I like rookies a little more than you do, I think. And then I have uh, Vernon Davis for when Reed gets hurt at 20. <laughs> I uh, just bumped Watson off the 20 because – I just looked at his age. He's the guy who's 38. 38 That's yeah, who I was thinking about. Ben Watson's an old-ass dude. But he's on a pretty good offense now. Yeah. I'll, 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 and he, still I'll, de- he still had a decent season last year on the Ravens, too. When he was hurt for all of it? <laughs> Not all of it. <laughs> nah, look, um, I'm going to get to Watson in a second, so right. give me a second. Uh, uh, we'll talk about him. Uh, I got Eifert 11, mainly because he's red zone beast when he's healthy. 12, Trey Burton, because, again, you know, it looked like he had some skill, and but the That's offense, it, yeah. uh, George Kittle, who I think can move up uh, much higher than it is now. Boo. I why boo? Because it's too low? Too low. Yeah, too low. Right, Little bitch. Well, he's still being 13 right now. Uh, <laughs> number 14, David Njoku, who's apparently getting ripped on this show because of uh, hard knocks. 15. Ass, oh, ass and shit. There it Sorry. is. I don't know why you, why I was asking. Well, I double, I double tapped it by accident. Um, 15, Charles Clay, because as we all stated, he plays football and is consistently playing football. Uh, 16, Cameron Brait, although I was gonna put slash OJ Howard because it's just one of those. That I, would be a cop out. And that would not be allowed. I know, but it's, it's, it's basically the same thing about Brian did. Kind of what season. I did. <laughs> so, but yeah, that would only be one spot of, as opposed to Brian and his two spots. I understand that. Um, 17, Ben Watson. Mainly because the last time he was on the Saints, he was a fucking ridiculous tight end. What was that, like 18 years ago? It was like three years ago. And, Might as well and by ridiculous, he was like... He was a top 10 tight end. Top 10, yeah, that's not probably ridiculous. Probably even higher than that. I mean, we'll say he's probably like 8 or 7. He's definitely a better tight end than... Uh, I can't remember his name anymore. Colby Fleener? Yeah, I can't remember Wow, how soon you forget. I know. How high I was on him two years ago. Um, Clive Wolford is burning up in chest camp too, by the way, Anthony. Yeah, all those reports, baby Clive Wolford. Um, I have no idea. Baby Clive Wolford. Yes. Just a tiny, <laughs> tiny Clive. Little Clive. Little Clive. Um, but I actually do like Ben Watson to maybe, you know, push it forward uh, one more year, even though he's 38. Uh, 18, Austin Safarian Jenkins, an well, actual New York Jet. Mm. Um, you might want to watch out with all those uh, refs that hate him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but now he's not on the Jets anymore, so he has better luck. Uh, 19, I Austin, resent that. Austin Hooper. And 20, Hayden Hurst, which you guys already mentioned. So Say Hayden Hurst? <laughs> he sounds like you're loving Hurst. He Hayden Hurst. So those dead tight ends. I'm not a huge tight end guy. I usually don't go high on drafting tight ends, and I end up with whatever falls into my lap in like 12 or 13th round. So, and that's why you suck. Got him. There you go. There you go. Although I did have Zach Ertz last year, and he really worked out well. Wow, Mister, I don't like tight ends. Yeah, and then the year before Drafting that, he he kind of he ju- he just took Gronk in the second round too. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I would never fucking take Gronk in the second mm. round. There's a lot of lies coming out of your mouth right now, so I don't really know what to believe. I took Gronk in the second round last year and won. I would never own Gronk in the second round. That's not well, the reason why you won, but 
I well, would never, it pretty I would, much is actually. I don't Gronk think it is. went off in the playoffs yeah, for the fantasy playoffs, and I outscored everybody else's tight ends by a lot. I I was I never suggest. I mean, look, that's just my strategy. I don't suggest taking tight ends that early. But I'm a guy who lets tight ends usually fall. But for me, I think if there's one tight end that I think I might reach for this year, because I don't get the top ones, it would probably would be Kyle Rudolph. Everett Ingram, right? I think that's a little too high for me. I do love I'm just him. Kidding, I'm just kidding. No, I do. I do like Evan Ingram a lot. But I think the, the the tight end that might fall enough for me to be like, yeah, I'll take him would be Kyle Rudolph. Okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, I I I think he deserves to be in that group where you draft him in like the mid rounds, whatever. Like you kind of you you don't wait for him to fall. But Rudolph, I don't agree. I like I like him with Cousins. I just think that's a good match. I think that's a good. It just meshes well together on that offense. So, all right, uh, let's go switch to our defense rankings. We're just going to run through this one through twelve real quick. Probably just give our philosophies on defense and whether you should draft them in the last round or second to last round. <laughs> uh, I have Jags, Vikings, Broncos, Rams, Chargers, Eagles, Texans, Chiefs, Saints, Ravens, Panthers, and Pats. Uh, obviously, boom, boom. boom. The uh, the the high guys are all just very turnover hungry defenses. Guys that you know solid secondaries that get after the ball, get you those points. Even if they give up, you know twenty eight points or whatever, you still come out pretty positive because of turnovers and sacks. Well, and stuff. John Vikings barely had any turnovers last year. Well, they're exception to the rule. <laughs> Go ahead, Brian. Okay. <laughs> I'll go Jet, Jags, Eagles, Chargers, Rams, Broncos, Vikings, Saints, Ravens, Panthers, Steelers, Patriots, Lions. Man, it's love so nice them to Chargers. The Just love that pass rush on the Chargers. Oh my god, I do love that. Oh uh, my god. Also, how shitty of luck did the Chargers? They've had three guys tear their ACLs already. Well, that's the Chargers. That's Chargers. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't put them on the list. Better, I mean, they, better conditioning coaches. They, I mean, they still have most of their secondary. And Joe, I think Joey Bosa actually just walked off with a foot injury today or yesterday. Oh, so not Bosa. Oh, God, the Chargers. Yeah, they are. The, they, are they are one of the most unlucky teams of all time. They have to be. Well, that's what they get for ditching San Diego. I keep forgetting the Los Angeles. I keep forgetting that they will always um, be San Diego to me. They will. Um, all right, I'll just run through. I guess. Jags, Vikings, Rams, Eagles, Chargers, Texans, Ravens, Broncos, Patriots, Saints, Panthers, and Steelers. I would have liked to actually put the Saints higher, but I honestly, I I hate ranking them so high because I feel like that puts more expectation on them than it should be. Um, yeah, also putting a lot of pressure on the yeah. Saints. Just you, just me. Oh you. Honestly, I'm one of those player people who, as John sort of foreshadowed. Doesn't trade the defense until the second to last round, so none of these defenses will most likely be available to me. Um, because most drafts that I go to, people draft two defenses. So, bunch of dumb what idiots. What do you do? What do you mean? What drafts are these? A lot of a lot of people I draft with, like uh, so, so let's say the team that drafts like the Jaguars, so they'll draft the Jag- so the Jaguars will probably be drafted what eighth. Ninth round because some idiots. No, absolutely not. In any of the drafts I am yeah. in, oh. the only guy I know that like drafts defense high is Rubel. 
Well, no, Rupier. Well, sounds like didn't he, didn't he draft three defenses last year? He, but he's the only one I know but, who does that shit. No, I, I, I definitely have been in a bunch of drafts where people will draft two defenses and like they will draft like a top flight defense. So like this year would be a Jaguars early, or like last year was like the Broncos, something like that, in like the tenth round, ninth round, and then like the second to last round they'll draft another defense. So like you sort of get fucked out of drafting, so you end up with like a back end defense. But I still, I don't change my draft strategy. I'll just go with the back-end defense, hoping that it, you know. Also, defenses are just so matchup reliant. It it doesn't give a, I don't give a shit about it. Yeah, I mean, and you think you're going to get it. I mean, people who thought they were going to get a good defense maybe two years ago with the Broncos ended up with a mediocre defense. So, it changes each year. I mean, it's. I have a, I have a tad different of a strategy. Go on. I like doing defense in the third to last round. Just because I think the last two position players you draft, you're usually going to drop anyway. And it's such a crapshoot down there with position players. Unless there's somebody really enticing, like you were talking about, an like an, a Hearns. Yep. If he's actually undrafted in a draft I'm doing, sure, I'll pick him up. But if it's... If it's people like Deshaun Jackson left, who I think is going to be like a wide receiver three, barely do anything, or like just people who he's still in the league. Yeah, still plays people. <laughs> people who I think are just not going to really have anything to do with my team in a couple of weeks anyway. I then I'll go with a defense in the third to last round because then at least I'll get my pick of a top five or so. I guess so. You just know. attack it one round early. I'm not advocating any higher than that, but I will do third to last round. All right. I, I, I get that. I actually – that's more respectable of a I, – I, I can absolutely understand that process and the people who draft defenses in like the fucking 10th, 11th rounds. I just – that's weird. But whatever. So I'm just happy to see the Saints being up there. I hope they live up to the hype. I mean they they had a very turnover prone defense last year, so might as well, and they kept a bunch of them. So they did. They're all young. They're all hungry, and they added some pretty decent pieces to their. So. Sounds like uh, Giants circa last year when we uh, were ranking them so high. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at least the Saints' offense is much much better than the Giants' offense. Yeah, so. Sure is. <laughs> all right. Well, on that note, I'd like to. Well, we would like to introduce a new segment. That might get recurring, and that is Brian's beat the clock. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what was that? What? Oh, uh, sound effects. <laughs> also, a cue for Anthony to start playing the music right now. That that sort of sounded like a Street Fighter, like someone getting hit. I mean, yeah, I guess it was just offensive linemen and defensive uh, linemen just running into each like, other. Sort of sounded like Street Fighter. But, uh, All right. Go ahead, bro. Let me explain my segment real quick, then cue the music. Okay. This segment is just a bunch of a string of texts in our group chat. We have a our three-person uh, podcast group chat. I um, am going to be looking at stats that I like every week, uh, whether they compile for the season, whether they're just that week. These are obviously from last season. And I just flooded my two friends here with a bunch of chats during work, with a bunch of uh, texts during work today. So I'm just going to read them for you listeners. My stream of consciousness. 
right. Should I start the clock now? Start the clock. That was, okay. That was the clock. <laughs> uh, there's no music. Oh, the music will be added later in post. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, probably should cut that then. All right, wait, wait, um, wait, wait. wait. St- <laughs> I'm going to start the clock again. <laughs> All right, the, te- the stream of text started when Anthony was talking about Duke Johnson and how much he loved Duke Johnson. I'm getting real weird about Duke Johnson. So I said, you're back on the Duke train. 10 TDs, 1,100 yards, pretty feisty. He came close to that last year, though, at least, so there's some precedent. Huge fan of stacking a team with PPR running backs and playing the matchups. Rex Burkhead, Deion Lewis, Duke Johnson, Chris Thompson, Tevin Coleman. Hit me up with them. If you get a solid RB1 and three of those guys, then you're set. Bell Cow and a bunch of guys who will only rush 30 yards but will mix in five receptions for 40 yards. I didn't know Russell Wilson was a top five <laughs> fantasy QB last year by a good 50 points. Newton was second on a down year and Brady third. Might have to rethink my Newton ranking. Yeah, he was the overall number one in all the fantasy, Russell Wilson. In standard, that is. And number two behind Gurley in PPR. Jarvis Landry finished wide receiver five in PPR. Just ahead of Oh, I'm sorry. That was, that was one minute and you failed to beat the clock. That's two minutes clock. Two minute clock. Uh, two minute clock. All right, oh. fine. Half time. Go. Okay. <laughs> Jarvis Landry finished wide receiver five in PPR just ahead of Michael Thomas. And below Fitz at number four. Also, our Marvin Jones Golden Tate question is answered. They tied in PPR last year. Both had exactly 225 points. Only two behind A.J. Green, but two ahead of both Devontae Adams and Doug Baldwin, who I think has become overrated due to being consistently underrated and now being so consistent. Duke Johnson was RB11 in PPR, and Mark Ingram was number 13 overall. In all in the whole league, and is being drafted in around round five. Forget his suspension. Just take him. I'm just going to read. Oh, that's it. <laughs> oh, wait. There's more. Fifteen minutes. Top Ooh, oh, I'm sorry. That was that was that was wow. two, that was that was exactly two minutes. I'm sorry. Wow. You, you failed to beat the clock. Wow. That Damn was, it. That I was... had like five more texts. If it wasn't for that stupid little pause. That I did not see because you guys had to so rudely text, and I thought it was over. Oh God forbid we had to say something uh. during your rant of you know text messages. Um, yeah, there was like fifteen unanswered texts. So that um that went that went smooth, right? <laughs> no, well I I mean I didn't realize we were doing two, but um no the biggest thing is um Cam Newton finishing two when he by everyone's a lot of people's standards he had a down year. Like, he's obviously not the most accurate passer, but he's still very fantasy relevant just because he's the best runner on that team. Yeah, he's pretty, pretty passer proof. I guess it kind of shows that no matter what he does, he's just going to be a top five quarterback because he just gets so many touchdowns. And, and a lot of people are down on him. So you'll probably, you could probably get him later than, you know, you would think. Whereas, you know, if you were drafting the Brady's and the Rodgers early, you could probably get a Newton, you know, much later and, you know, stack the rest of your team prior to that. Like, you know, what did you say? You said something about 15 quarterbacks or something what? like that. Oh, you know what? We, we didn't get to it. We didn't get to it. That's, that, 
that's, the listeners cannot hear that uh, stat. Sorry. That's going to have to be either an article or for next week's God. next week's Brian's beat the clock. You'll no. never know that stat. That really sucks. <laughs> it was a good. It was a really good stat too. And we're not just making this up. I swear. Uh, no, it's a real. That's why I was trying to bring it up. But obviously, it'll be nope. I mean, you can say it. I. Ooh. I am. No, that's sort of nope. You brought it up during the stream of text. You, no, nope. it's, it's sort of. Uh, it, it, it ruins the spirit of the. Game, of this game that game we just that invented, could, yeah. That was really extremely smooth. Um, so yeah. <laughs> It'll be so now, John. We both know the rules. Two yeah, minutes. Two minutes. Yeah. Um, the music comes in afterwards. Apparently, I have to find music now that I had was unable to find. But yeah, I'll find music. All right. Well, with on that very smooth note of a very smoothly run game, that will do it for us. Um, follow us on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. All they're all just search fantasy lines. We're not the the I. Contact lens people were the fantasy football people. Uh, actually, at fantasy underscore lens on Instagram is definitely not us. Um, it's not. No, it's know, we're fantasy lens podcast. Yeah, just I, search fantasy lens and look for our logo. Yeah, look for the the F. If you know, if you're listening to this, you know our logo. Yeah, you so. know our logo. Yeah. Uh, fantasy lens wordpress com. Look, be on the lookout for uh, just the written rankings. I'm probably not going to do average rankings for this shit because it's it's not that interesting. No, it's not worth it. Wasn't worth it. And we're going to do sleeper articles and... Don't forget, next week we're doing our live mock draft. So stay tuned. We'll probably have another uh, special guest with us. Is it Allison? Yeah, it's Allison. Okay. Wow, we're going to ruin it. Also, Um, don't don't forget to talk to Mike Anthony. But we will um, yeah, do our live mock draft like we did last year, which was really fun and informative. And yeah, no, so that's... That should be, I mean, shit, we're getting really close. After that, it's basically fucking draft season. Let's go. Draft season. Everyone's getting fucking ready to draft it. Get pumped. All right, but on the note, (laughs) see ya. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Bye.